One of the biggest mistakes I made as an entrepreneur and a business owner is, I do not suffer from this anymore, is thinking that everything's working. And as I'm building my business, I get excited because I'm hitting my goals. I'm like, yo, this is working. But now I realize that there's always something broken. Going to the next level requires, especially from a CEO standpoint, is knowing that something is broken. I'm always looking for the holes now. I'm not really, obviously you want to lean into the stuff that's like, that's actually working. And if it's working, we got to double down on it. Like my guy, Dave, he's running the ads and the ads were working. He's like, yo, this is the return. They're working. But in my mind, they're broken. If it's working, why aren't we spending more money? It seems like if we're spending $10 a day and we're making $20, why don't we just spend $30 a day so we can make 60? In my head, right? So there's, I'm always looking for how can we improve upon what's seemingly working and how am I, how do I like start looking for the stuff that is preventing us from reaching another level of success? So wherever we are right now, is the best that we can do. Mm-hmm. So whatever money you make right now, that is the best you can do based on who you are right now. But if you're looking at the you two years from today, you'll realize that you're doing a bunch of stuff wrong. So what would you tell you? What would you have told yourself two years ago? And two years ago, you couldn't tell Donnie that she wasn't lit. Like you can't right now. You can't tell me that the stuff that I'm doing isn't effective. It's working. Yeah. But two years from today, I'll look back and say, yo, if I could have been, if I could have told my 37-year-old self this. So I, I really started getting caught in the hype and the accolades and all the stuff that I'm doing everywhere I'm going. I'm telling people, y'all sold 20 t-shirts today. Liddy. And I started teaching on my strategy on how I sold 20 t-shirts. But now I look back and I was like, I was just so young and arrogant and thinking I was doing something. If I really focused on why I'm only selling t- 20 t-shirts versus the fact that I sold 20 big t-shirts, I'd have probably started selling 40 faster. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the big mistakes I made. Thinking everything is working. I like it. And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of The Social Proof Podcast. We are here for another ravishing episode to teach you guys entrepreneurship and all things becoming successful. Donnie Wiggins, my illustrious, terribly dressed co-host, is here today. How you feeling? I am amazing. I am amazing. I'm loving all of the adjectives that you're choosing like today. That? Mm-hmm. like that? like that? No, go doing? back to that angle, Reese. From that angle, you're lit. I'm, I'm lit, period. But then they see them pants. Go back. My pants are lit. I don't know First if I like of all, that outfit. This is black-owned, head to, to-, oh, head to ankle. Because <laughs> Tom Ford. Because <laughs> these are Tom Ford. Not yeah. a black This man. is, this is um, yep, black-owned, head to toe. Good, good. Mm-hmm. No, I guess, it, I guess it, I, I, I'm seeing a fashion week. This is absolutely couture. See, you're not familiar with couture. You're used to seeing things worn as if it were displayed on a mannequin in a high-end designer store. And today I choose to opt for 
our luxurious, illustrious mm. couture African American business owner designers. You know, threw me at, you know what threw me off? It was the walk in here. Yeah. So, <laughs> in his defense, my shoes are only half buckled. Well, they're not buckled mm. at all. They're just on because I injured my back. Pregnant? Oh. Because I injured my back and I can't bend over <laughs> to your feet get swollen. fasten them correctly. All right. Let's so, I was walking it. funny, but I'm lit. All right. I'm lit. Litty. All right. So, you wrinkled, though. What was your. You oh, know, I just took this out the package. Yeah. Wall Street Trapper. Clearly. You know I mean? Wall Street looks like us now. And you know what's interesting, though, is gear. that you can't see how wrinkled you are on camera. I'm not wrinkled. How about that? <laughs> but today, today, we are going to discuss, before we get into our week, but just to let everybody know, we're going to discuss the top 10 mistakes that we've made as entrepreneurs, business yeah. owners. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a good conversation. This is going to be a good one. Yeah. I think if you can get ahead of the mistakes or at least be aware of what they are mm-hmm. or know that the mistakes that you're making are could potentially be quite normal, mm-hmm. you'll be in there. Mistakes are quite normal. Mistakes what are do you mean? quite normal. Um, I think perfection is impossible. I don't even know why we use the word, right? Mm-hmm. Outside of speaking of our creator, like why does the word even apply to humans? Mm-hmm. What could potentially be perfect because perfection is always relative. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, and I'm obviously you strive for to get it right and for all the entrepreneurs that are launching something, but they can't launch it until uh let's see if he has gone off Reese. Um, they can't launch the thing that they're trying to launch until everything is perfect. perfect. And, you know, that's interesting. That was going to be uh, what I started with. Oh, let's do so it. Let's just jump into it. Let's, come, let's jump into it. Was, let's go let's into it, man. Because it, it ain't about our week. It's about their week. It's about their and week. And their journey. All right. All right. Give so, me the first one. Very first one, uh, very first mistake that I've made as a business owner uh, was waiting until I felt like everything was perfect before I got started. And that has happened over and over in different stages of my business. So in the very beginning, waiting till I felt like everything was perfect before I quit my job and became full-time. Mm. Waiting until everything was perfect to put my marketing out there. Waiting until everything was perfect to drop this offer because, you know, I don't know. Waiting until everything was perfect to do what I do now because I didn't think that I knew enough. There will never be a time where all of the pieces of the puzzle on the table at the same time when you're working on a big idea anyway when we're working on small ideas the pieces can be there you can perfect those but there will never be a time when you're working on a grand idea that perfection will be a part of your equation Mm. so we gotta throw perfection out the window but there has to be the balance of getting it right yeah you gotta get it that's the thing so I don't look for perfection necessarily I decide what the end result looks like, Mm -hmm. and then I try to just do a little more. So I'm an overachiever. Mm -hmm. I want to deliver and and be good. If I'm coaching you and you tell me that um, you need help getting organized, right, Mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, um, I can't just help you get organized. Like, we're going to do even more. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Uh, Perfection is out of the window, but excellence is the difference. So I don't operate. Mm, not perfection. Not perfection, but excellence. excellence. Yeah. So I, I think the counter to that mistake, it's important that we give that. The mistake is believing that everything has to be perfect. perfect. 
But the counter to that is to not strive for operating in perfection, but strive for operating in excellence. Mm, I like it. I like it. So listen, you all, as you're launching, you're not going to get it perfect. And I think people got to realize that no matter how much time, energy, and attention that they put on um, put on the thing that they're looking to launch or create, it's going to be terrible compared to how they're going to be operating and the way they're going to present it two years from today. Yep. So the first, I mean, I got, I got like the podcast to a, a good level first episode. Like, I'm okay, we got this camera. This is good. This is a nice angle. We only had one angle. <laughs> this is a nice camera. This audio is going to be a good solution. Let's go. And in my mind, I'm thinking, yo, this is good. And as I'm conducting the conversation, I'm like, yo, this is amazing. You got it right. 50 episodes later, I'm looking like, yo, this is terrible. terrible. I'm talking about like audio, terrible. Crackling. Oh, man. <laughs> what? I mean, it just, it just sounded, I don't know, you hear the ruffling because we were using like lapel mics and you hear the ruffling, it's just... It just wasn't good compared to 50 episodes later. And then we upgrade and get multiple angles. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Episode 150, look back at those like, yo, this is terrible. What was I thinking? Like, why would I? It, it just, it doesn't look right. It doesn't sound right. And I'm fully prepared, fully prepared. Two years from today or even next year, we're looking at these episodes like this. Terrible. Like this is what we went with. What kind of camera? Is there a resolution on this thing? What were we thinking with these photos? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So um, yes, that's one. Let me give number two. Okay? okay. I'm taking notes here on my phone. For sure. Um, number two biggest mistakes that I made as an entrepreneur, business owner, was being overly influenced by people that I respect. So there are some people in my life. I have a vision, right? And because they've been successful to a degree or more successful than I have, I let them influence my vision. So I have a vision. And if someone has been successful, looks at your vision and can't see the vision, and they say, well, I don't think that's going to work, but here's what I think is going to work. And I respect it because obviously this person has been more successful than me. But in the grand scheme of things, just looking back, I realized that my vision was my vision and my vision was perfect. And somebody, because they've went in a certain path and now I see, honestly, you know, no disrespect, but um, I've been able to accomplish a lot more than a lot of the people that I was influenced and let them change my business. Mm -hmm. But if you just stick to your vision, that's why when I coach people, and I don't do a whole lot of coaching, I'm never... You shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. I'm always, here's some suggestions, but I always lead it with, now, you might have a vision of something that I don't see yet. And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm very, very cognizant of that. Mm -hmm. Somebody might say, yo, I'm about to sell records. No more downloads, no more streams. I'm selling records and record players. Mm -hmm. From my vantage point or perspective, that's going to be tough. But it's always that person who has a vision that nobody understands. Mm -hmm. 
that always, that becomes the new thing. Who would have saw that everybody's playing records now? They like the little crackling thing. Who would have thought that the now NFTs and this whole industry, who would have thought? I didn't think that. So I just, I just had some people that whatever their idea was, mm-hmm. whatever their suggestion was, I'm going with that. Even if it goes against how I uh, see my perfect vision in my head. But then there's a balance, and I'd like to hear your perspective on it. There's a balance of being stubborn and enlisting the help of a coach mm-hmm. and not wanting to listen to him because you just want validation for your idea. So that's a dance. That is. So I don't, you know, I don't honestly deal with that part a lot because like you, I don't usually try to steer people away from their vision, mm-hmm. their big idea. So, and, and that comes with qualifying my client as much as my clients should be qualifying me, right? Mm-hmm. So when we have a discovery call. I'm sorry, that outfit is dope. I'm thinking about it. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's real high. It's like high fashion. It's like a high fashion that. I got lunch later. So I wanted to, you know. It looks really nice. Thank you. I'll post a picture of it, you guys. By the time you see this, go back to my When I IG. first saw it, it gave me a, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. The pants are really 80-ish vibes, right? Because... You look eight. That's... I couldn't put my finger on it, but it's a real 80. Because even the jean... Yeah. It's like a... Denim. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing... Everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Denim is not jean? jeans? Jeans you different? wear on your body, on your pants. But this is denim. You mean to tell me you've never had a jean jacket? I have had a jean jacket. So what are you talking about? So I got on a jean corset. Yeah, there we go. Or a denim corset. Okay, finish this. Sorry. Okay. I just want to so... acknowledge you get your flowers. My fashion sense being off for 10 minutes. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, anybody remember what I was saying? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> you, you, oh, they're going to oh, kill know, me in the comments. Okay. So I don't, I don't usually try to steer people away from their vision. I will accept, I will not accept you as a client if I don't believe in what you're doing. Mm. So that's just that. And then you go do with that, which, yeah. which you will, because 
E. It's not too many visions that I don't really believe in Mm. that are operating at a high level. Um, With that said, though, what I do, though, is help you to see your vision from different perspectives. So sometimes you're just in your head. Um, Sometimes I have to bring you down. So like if when you were in that space where you were looking at all these other people that you were admiring and making decisions based on them, I would have discovered that. And I would have said, hold on, like their journey is their journey. Let's figure out what your journey is um, in terms of that. But that's a really good one because we can get so many people are being distracted by the Internet and what they see. And you're doing the same thing right now. You're looking at somebody who is working and you hear this all the time. You can't compare your chapter 30 or your chapter one to somebody's chapter 30. And you don't know what's actually happening behind the scenes because you just see the highlight reel. You know, you might see somebody making a million dollars in a year, but they mismanaged money and spent 800000 yeah. and they only ended up with two hundred. but you were working hard and you ended up with three fifty. Who's really winning? Yeah. Right? So focus on your own paper. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so what would be number three? Number three for me is not executing my ideas faster. Mm. This is a really, really big one. I have, even to this day, in my phone, I have a running document of ideas that I just think of randomly. I may wake up in my sleep. I might be on a flight. Whatever the case may be, I am thinking of these ideas randomly. And it's like, yep, I have it in my head. It's so clear. I see it. And then when you wait, you forget some of those details if you don't document the right way. Now I usually will do a voice note to support because I know I'll forget. But not only will you forget certain details, you will look up one day and somebody has executed the same idea that you had first. 100%. And there's nothing more crushing than thinking you have the hottest idea that you haven't seen before or seen executed well being executed by someone else, especially if it ends up being one of your peers. Um, And then thirdly to that, we could have just been so much further along as a business, as a company, had I executed on those ideas sooner. You and I have been talking about that lately. Mm -hmm. Like um, the the time frame from idea to execution just has to decrease. 100%. 100%. 100%. Have these ideas. Like, what are we sitting on them for? Yo, and we are actually the worst at it. We are the worst. We're terrible. Yo, we honestly, yo, y'all don't know how many big ideas that we have. And then we go to lunch to discuss them. And we really don't move on any of them. Just in full transparency. Yeah. Right? It's just. So what have I, what I have concluded is that we just, we need to hire that person mm-hmm. whose yep. job it is is to take those notes and start the projects. Um, Because once they're started, like, I'm really, really proud of us with this event that's coming on Sunday because Mm. we said we were going to do it, we execute it, and we're doing it right right now. Now, our marketing should be stronger. It should be a lot stronger. Our marketing should be stronger. Mm. And we have no excuse because we're both marketers. <laughs> but like we are no Yeah, absolutely. Because we're both marketers, but what I've learned in this process is in this specifically is that we got this idea now that we're executing on it. We got a lot of things that we're executing right yeah. now. So it's like where do I fit this in? But it doesn't matter. Get it done, right? Just get it done. Yeah. We got another big idea. What I told you about. We got we got so many big ideas. I don't even know which one you're talking about. We got a bunch of big ideas. We got 
so many ideas. And so this is a mistake that I have made. Um, this is a mistake that I have made. This is one of the top mistakes because I can go back to ideas from like 2015 that mm-hmm. I still haven't executed. Right. And, and I should, I've got so many ideas. I've started giving ideas away. <laughs> hey, I had this idea for me 10 years ago. I think you should do it. Like somebody yeah. needs to yeah. execute on this idea, but that's going to be a real one. What ideas are you sitting on right now that you need to just go ahead and start the process of, and not just start it, but bring it to completion? Yeah, 100%. I would have to go with, what was that three? This is four? Is this four? Yep. This, this is number four. four, right? Let me document So this. what I would go with is underestimating the importance of understanding taxes. As an entrepreneur, we hear it, we know it's important, but we don't really do anything about it. Uh-huh. We don't really. Somebody might say, "Hey, put X amount of dollars aside for taxes." And you're like, "Okay, great," but how often do we actually do that? Like, we don't think about we don't think about the in, important taxes, especially when you get to a a higher um, threshold of income. They take half of it. Like every dollar that I earn. So some people are like, "Oh, well, let's say you make a million dollars." You can afford to pay $100,000 to somebody or, but it don't work like that. Like it's a million dollars taxed, state, federal, it's 500000 That's not including expenses. That's like, you make a million dollars, it's, it's just taxed. The government wants half of that. They want half of your net income. So sometimes it's not a big, like some people say, well, you know, I made a few hundred thousand dollars, but taxes go into half of that and you got expenses and then you wind up leaving with $50,000 for the year. This is very, very possible. Listen, if I was going to teach you how to make a million dollars, would you give me 10,000? Like if I had a course teach you how to make a million dollars and you're positive, you're going to make a million dollars, would you give me 10,000? Of course you would. It's no brainer, right? So in a calendar year, we make seven figures with the podcast. But there's 21 things that I extracted from that that you're going to need to launch a podcast. But I only got time to give you three right now. One is you need a distribution platform. The distribution platform is what you upload your podcast to. That platform sends it to Spotify, Apple, Google Play, so that your supporters can actually listen to your podcast. You're also going to need a microphone. You need a really good microphone so it's crispy audio. And three, you need an income strategy. This is not necessarily a hobby, unless you're going to make it a hobby. But I can teach you how I made the seven figures with these 21 things. Now, the good news is you don't have to give me 10,000. My ebook is only 37 bucks, okay? So listen, go to podcastebook.com and get the 21 things that you need. And I I can explain it in detail, all the things that you need, okay? Podcastebook.com. Let's get to the episode. But if if I would have learned that, if I would have learned and been more cognizant about taxes early on, the way I operate will be differently. Mm-hmm. The way I look at income will be differently because now I have to ask, what is it going to cost me to make this income? Mm-hmm. And also, we I probably have a lot more real estate by now. For sure. You know what I mean? I, I would be spending money on the right things. I'd be writing things off because I understand the tax code. So mm-hmm. for you guys, this I mean, you might be just starting your business and you're thinking, well, I mean, right, they can't tax... We're going to tax nothing, right? (laughs) 
start learning it now. Start learning it now. Start learning the process now. But just like really dig into understanding tax because it makes you a smarter business owner. Yeah. And for clarity, understanding tax planning, tax Mm -hmm. planning and tax strategy. We are taught to go to a tax preparer's office and file our taxes. H&R Block. That's all we're taught to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Places like H&R Block. Like we're taught that as early as high school, like that we're actually doing it ourselves. Some people may be taught about it earlier, but we actually start to do it around mm-hmm. age high school. And it's just, hey, you made this money. You get your your little, uh, what are they called? Um, W-2. W-2s in the mail. And you go to H&R Block or you go to your uncle or your aunt who files taxes they're tax prepare and you let them prepare your taxes. Yep. Find the kids that, that you can claim. That is the least important thing. And the only strategy we know is to find kids that you can claim. <laughs> That's the strategy. All <laughs> right. Yo, That's it, the it, only some strategy. People, it was crazy. Some people got that joint dialed in though. Oh, absolutely. That's the only strategy <laughs> you know about, but it's detrimental because when you become a business owner, there are so many different uh, tax codes that you can leverage, wealth strategies that you can leverage to legally reduce your tax liability. And you should not be waiting on a CPA or anybody to tell you, you need to dig into that. Because what I've learned to your point for this tip number four is that not all CPAs and financial advisors are created equally. Mm -hmm. They are literally giving you the best advice based on their level of experience. So guess what? If you are working with that same tax lady who used to do your your taxes when you were, you know, working at, at, in the restaurant mm-hmm. or at Six Flags and you've been with them all, all your life, mm-hmm. it's highly likely that that person, I found, had never worked with a seven-figure business owner before, mm-hmm. right? So the tax strategy that that person studied regularly, routinely is very different from the ones that apply to me now. So you got to make sure that you're not only studying um, and understanding taxes, but putting people around you who understand taxes based on who you are as a business owner and and your status as a business owner right now. 100%. All right. right. So we're on number five. five. Um, Number five for me is going to be trying to do everything for too long. Trying to do everything myself for too long. So in the beginning, there may be a period where you have to do what you have to do and you are wearing all hats. You're the marketer, you're the CEO, you're the COO, you're your CFO, you're your admin admin assistant, your troubleshooter, your janitor, right? Totally fine. But once you start generating revenue, um, it's really important. Once you've proven your concept, it's really important to get people on your team that can help you carry your vision forward. Mm -hmm. So I had the mindset for a long time um, that I could do it all, right? Because I'm gifted or experienced in a lot of different areas. So I felt like, well, I know how to do that. So I'll just do it myself real quick. I know how to do this. So I'll just do it myself real quick. And there usually is nothing real quick about trying to do everything yourself, (laughs) number one. So this thing that somebody else could have done for you in an hour, it takes you two weeks to complete because you're doing everything. So all these one hours begin to add up, right? Um, I also had the mindset of, I'll save money doing it myself. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, I'll, I'll save the money doing it myself. Why would I pay somebody oh, yeah. for something that I could do? Why <laughs> would I pay somebody a couple thousand dollars to write these marketing emails? You mean the ones that they can be completely focused on? Meanwhile, I'm trying to do it on my way to bed real quick, mm-hmm. sleepy, drained from the day, and I'm underperforming. Yeah. 
So if if up to me, I would have built a team much sooner. And building a team doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be expensive yeah. at first. There are ways, and that's a different podcast. I think we talked about it actually um, maybe two or three episodes ago on how you build a team around you um, for little to no investment, but great reward still yeah. for the whole team. Yeah. I'm trying to do everything myself, you guys. If you're doing it right now. Yeah. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, and the thing is, you don't need a team, right? but you need to start looking for someone to assist in a particular area. Yes. So some people are like, yo, I can't start my business because I need, I need a team. No, you do all that you can and you find one person who can take one of those things off of your back and it makes sense for you financially. And the, the, the goal is to make more money so you can find more people to take stuff off of your back so that you can go out and make more money. Yeah. Like there's a bunch of things that we just, as a team, we weren't executing on. So I'm like, all right, well, maybe it's because like we are, we are reaching capacity of what everybody can do. Mm -hmm. So now let's continue to bring people on. Mm -hmm. Let's continue, not, not all together, but there's one thing. There's always a next hire for me. I'm always thinking, what's my next hire? Mm -hmm. So right now I'm actually looking for um, someone to write. Okay. I need a writer. Mm -hmm. Just come in here. And they need to be in, they need to come in this office every day mm -hmm. and write. Mm -hmm. Whether it's, uh, I, got, I got this, um, I want to take like some of, my, some of my content that I have already and put it in a book. I want to write the entrepreneurial, I don't know, something for an entrepreneur, some sort of book. But if I can come in and say a bunch of stuff and they can write it versus me having to say it, then write it and then try to figure it out, it's going to take me forever. Mm -hmm. I also want a blog for this podcast. So we have, like it helps in the, like the SEO, like the search. Mm -hmm. We have more social proof stuff where they're just reviewing every episode and they're writing an article about it. We can start putting it out. I just want to, there's so I just need somebody to come in here and just write, mm -hmm. just write every day. Write, uh, 
And Donnie said the person that does that and emails are going to be different. Right? Yeah, I mean, copies. so you're looking for copywriters, you're looking for contributing authors. Mm, like, contributing author. And then yes. you're also looking uh, potentially for ghostwriters. Yeah, 100%. Yep. So uh, number six. 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 Yep. Um, number six. Whew, um, coming up with ideas with my friends. Mm-hmm. Coming up with ideas with my friends very rarely ever works out. What works out is when I come up with an idea, I work through the plan, and I can pull people to assist with the plan that I created. Because if, if for instance, me and Donnie sit down and say, yo, let's create this business. Mm-hmm. Let's just do it. And I'm like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. This is what you're going to do. Well, if I don't do my part, Donnie may not do her part. If she's not focused on it, I'm not focused on it. Or, if, Donnie does her part in what we just talked about, but I didn't do mine. It's probably preventing her from taking another step, which she says, all right, well, I'm I'm focused on my business that I'm doing right now. So whenever you get that done, it's cool. And if I don't have her pushing for me to get my part done, I'm going to my business and I'm just going to keep my business going. But I I used to come up with these ideas. I'd be sitting around with my friends. We'll have some drinks. We're sitting there chilling. We come up with a great idea. I'm really passionate about it, but now I got to pull all these people to do their part. Mm-hmm. And it it stopped so many amazing ideas that I had. If I would have just created it and built it and gone about it, I'm not, nobody else's, I'm not worried about anybody else's input. Let me just do this part. And then I come on and say, all right, Kashif, this is what I've built. Do you want to be a part of the thing that I'm doing already? Yep. If he says no, then I'm going to keep moving. I'll find somebody else. If he says yes and doesn't do his part, I'm still going to keep moving, doing my thing, then find somebody else. And eventually he'll understand because he didn't do his part. Mm -hmm. So be careful coming up with ideas with your friends. Mm -hmm. And it's something we all going to do because it's going to impede the progress. And let me say this, not only that, people will, because I've done this too, Mm -hmm. right? You come We've done with, it together. We've done it together. <laughs> Mad times. We, we do it every day. <laughs> All the time. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to get better. Yes, we're getting, we're yes, getting sure. better. Um, I have done this, though. The difference is you and I are qualified to do business together. 100%. We've proven that. I have tried to create businesses with people that I probably, that I care about. Mm-hmm. And I want to see you be successful. And, yo, I got this idea. Let's do it together. Yeah. Right? But, uh, really a qualified business <laughs> partnership relationship. So that's one. Mm-hmm. But what also can happen is whether qualified or unqualified, you'll position these business ideas to someone and you're really excited about it because you created the idea mm-hmm. and you're like, yep, let's do it. And in the moment, you know, everybody says, yeah, man, let's do it. But then you're looking for these deliverables that never get done or you're looking mm-hmm. for them to bring something to the table and they never do. You decide to move on with the idea mm-hmm. by yourself or with someone else. Now it's a problem. Wait, now it's a problem. we said, we, we did say, but we also said. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, those things happen. So I think, would you would you call it starting ideas with the wrong people? Um, creating ideas with friends. Creating ideas with friends. And I would even go, just go a step further and saying creating ideas. With other people. With, yeah, with the just- wrong people. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think even what would be even better, right? If Donnie says, yo, I got this idea. 
and this is what I'm going to, like, this is what I've been working on, and this is what I'm doing already. Uh-huh. Then I'm inspired to jump in because it's like, oh, she's doing this amazing thing already. I want to be a part of that. Yeah. But we're not a part of anything because it's it's just an idea or a concept. Yeah. Right? So what ends up happening, to your point, I lost my notes. Okay, what ends up happening, to your point, is... uh. I'll bring an idea to you and I'll say, David, I've got just this really rough draft of an idea. What do you think? And then you're going to start saying, oh, well, maybe we should do it this way or that way. Instead (laughs) of saying, David, I got this idea. These are the three things we're going to do. This is the one result that we're looking for. Are you in? Yep. Mm -hmm. Just like you were saying, we got the strategy. I can remember even, um, I know someone, I know a high level CEO that will come to the table with ideas, but they start listening to the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's another one. Let me, let's, let's, mm. That's a whole separate issue. That's a whole separate thing. Let's, let's do that. Listening, number seven, is listening to the wrong people for business advice. Mm-hmm. Which kind of um, ties into my, my number two. Yeah, kind of ties in. I think second guess. Well, sometimes they're the right people and they just don't have the right vision. So what you're saying is different. This is a little different. This is... This is maybe second-guessing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the one that I was going to go with. This is a bonus, you guys. So don't... This isn't included. But we're going to add this on to number two. We're going to add this on to number two. <laughs> going to your idea... Going... Relying on the wrong people to give you good advice on your ideas, right? And second-guessing yourself. So I know this high-level CEO, this person comes up with the best ideas. But before they execute, they will talk to friend A, friend B, and mm-hmm. friend C. And at the end of it, they are just like, what the crap? Completely confused. Like, Mm. now they've got all these people giving them ideas about their one idea that now they don't know what to do. They're considering everybody's feedback. It's a whole other idea. Some of this feedback might be good. Some of it not so good. But stop second-guessing yourself and go with your idea. Like, put it out there and execute you will confuse yourself even further going to, or just have a person that you trust, that you bounce ideas off of. And that's where an accountability partner would come into place. I think I just gave like several more mistakes in that one. Okay. <laughs> All right, anyway, my next one was... Um, are we on seven now? We are on seven. And my next one is going to be managing money incorrectly. Oh, yeah. Okay. So outside of taxes, just managing my money and allocating funds incorrectly. And there are so many ways that you can do that, right? Um, But one of them specifically for me is not leveraging other people's money and Mm. only relying on my own. Mm. So because I've had like experiences with foreclosures and repossessions early in my adulthood, Um, And because college, you know, that experience, I had terrible credit. I just had this really negative mindset about credit. I never wanted it again. Like, you mean to tell me that this three-digit number determines how you see me, like my worthiness to the world, right? Mm. And I didn't like that idea. So I just stayed away from credit and I created the mindset of whatever I can't buy in cash, I just don't get, Mm. right? And, And that's still a good mindset sometimes. But that doesn't mean that you have to use your cash in real time, right? And if I knew, if you study any billionaire and most multimillionaires, very few 
no billionaires, but very few millionaires will be able to tell you that they achieved that status without leveraging other people's money. Mm -hmm. So you can't say that you want to build this giant wealth, this generational wealth, that's something larger than you've ever seen before, using your cash. No matter how much cash you have, cash is like the least valued thing that you can have access to. And so not not leveraging other people's money, not doing things like establishing business credit and business funding uh, will be one way that I mismanaged my money. But also number two, the second highest way that I did not manage my money properly is that it took me way too long to start investing. Yeah. It just took me way. I mean, it's embarrassing. It took me way too long to start investing. So. When mis mismanaging my money, I believed for a long time that I could save my way to wealth. Mm, I remember. The, yeah, I remember those days. I believe sure. like, OK, if I get this amount of money, I'm putting 20 percent in the savings account and that's just going to grow. And watching it, watching and it grow is like, watching oh, it's it grow, growing. right? Like you want to see all your money in the bank. You're like, I got off on that. When I started making money, like mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, when I get $10,000 in my account and then it's 20 and then it's 100, when I got 100,000 cash in my account, mm -hmm. like I took the family to dinner. Like we are, <laughs> like we are, and it's just not the best management, money management practice. Mm -hmm. You want to be diversifying your income streams right away, making investment. And that doesn't mean starting a whole bunch of businesses, but making investments, um, whether you're investing in stocks or whether you're investing in financial markets or real estate or other businesses or or yourself even like you got to invest that money somewhere else. Because, again, going back to your point, number whatever, um, number four, if you keep money as you're <clears throat> if you keep money as you're building wealth. That money that you enjoy seeing stack up in your account is just going to go to the IRS. Oh, 100%. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? 
Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal so absolutely and just having it sit there means you're losing money according to inflation and a hundred dollars today isn't what $100 was 30 years ago, mm-hmm. which means $100 tomorrow is not the same as $100 today. Yeah. It's losing, it's literally losing value every single day. Yeah. One smart money thing that I did though early on was understanding that I am not them. What do you mean? So early in the network, in my network marketing days, uh, when I when I really started making some money, That industry is very, the marketing for it is very lifestyle heavy, Mm -hmm. right? So you're showing your cars, you're showing your home, you're dressed in all the designer head to toe. And I was committed. Like I knew that I wasn't them. I can't do that. I can't keep up with Mm y'all. I can't buy the newest Benz every single year. I can't buy a Lamborghini right now. I mm-hmm. cannot wear Gucci every single day. Like I can't vacation every two weeks. I have to stay focused. Mm-hmm. And that was a, that was what allowed me to get ahead because what caused me to lose so big many years before was because I was keeping up. Yeah. And it, it was keeping up with myself and keeping up with other people. Like I kept up with my desires. Yeah. I want all the name brand. I want all this. I want the big house. I want the fancy cars. And I did that and I lost it all very quickly. Right. Um, and so the next time that I got the opportunity to prove myself again, the smartest thing that I could have done was recognize like you're on chapter 30. I'm on chapter two. Mm-hmm. Let me keep my little money yeah, and sure. figure out other things to do. And I leveraged that money to, leave the MLM industry and and start my own thing. 100%. Um, I would say, what, number, number eight? eight? Number eight? Uh, one, of, one of the biggest mistakes I made as an entrepreneur and a business owner is, and I do not suffer from this anymore, is thinking that everything's working. I want to invite you to pick my brain. 
Mine too. Mine too. Yours too? Mine too. Yours too. Okay, you guys. We are so excited because we just dropped our newest podcast series called The Brain Picker Podcast. David. Oh, it's going down. You get to pick our brain. You have a business idea, a concept. You're stuck. You can't get off the ground. You need the advice of seasoned, experienced entrepreneurs. Not only entrepreneurs that are practitioners, but we got a lot of people that we've been coaching all over the last decade. All over the globe. They got receipts. Not just that. You never know where your next investor might be hanging out and the word on the street is we got all the connections. That's a big fact. We got all the connections. So if you want to sit down with us and pick our brains in front of our audience and we're letting you pick our brains, we won't even talk bad about you for doing it in front of our audience, bringing your business maximum exposure. Find the link somewhere around here, wherever you see it. It's there. And apply right now to pick our brain. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's get it. And as I'm building my business, I get excited because I'm hitting my goals. I'm like, yo, this is working. But now I realize that there's always something broken. Going to the next level requires, especially from a CEO standpoint, is knowing that something is broken. I'm always looking for the holes now. I'm not really, obviously you want to lean into the stuff that's like, that's actually working. And if it's working, we got to double down on it. Like my guy, Dave, he's running the ads and the ads were working. He's like, yo, this is the return. They're working. But in my mind, they're broken. If it's working, why aren't we spending more money? It seems like if we're spending $10 a day and we're making $20, why don't we just spend $30 a day so we can make 60? In my head, right? So there's, I'm always looking for how can we improve upon what's seemingly working and how am I, how do I like start looking for the stuff that is preventing us from reaching another level of success? So wherever we are right now is the best that we can do. Mm-hmm. So whatever money you make right now, that is the best you can do based on who you are right now. But if you're looking at the you two years from today, you'll realize that you're doing a bunch of stuff wrong. So what would you tell you? What would you have told yourself two years ago? And two years ago, you couldn't tell Donnie that she wasn't lit. Like you can't right now, you can't tell me that the stuff that I'm doing isn't effective. It's working. Yeah. But two years from today, I'll look back and say, yo, if I could have been, if I could have told my 37 year old self this. So, I really started getting caught in the hype and the accolades and all the stuff that I'm doing everywhere I'm going. I'm telling people, y'all sold 20 t-shirts today. Liddy. And I started teaching on my strategy on how I sold 20 t-shirts. But now I look back and I was like, I was just so young and arrogant and thinking I was doing something. If I really focused on why I'm only selling 20 t-shirts versus the fact that I sold 20 big t-shirts... I'd have probably started selling 40 faster. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the big mistakes I made. Thinking everything is working. I like it. Um, okay, so we're, I already know that we're going to go beyond 10. Are we? We're going to go beyond 10. <laughs> because I have two more. I, I'm on number nine right now. And right. You got a 10th and I have another one that I just got to I gotta put out there. You could do nine and 10 and I'll just, I'll, I'll support you with it. Okay. So number nine, you're out. You're fresh out of mistakes. Don't believe that. Are you fresh out of mistakes? Oh my gosh, I can give you 10 more. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So number nine for me is thinking too small. Mm-hmm. I spent too much time thinking too small. I spent too much time being unsure, uh, coming up with ideas that were comfortable. Yeah. Like, okay, I want to be seen as one of our generation's top business coaches but I'm kind of scared to put it out there. So let me just start with helping people come up with a business idea, mm-hmm. right? And staying in that space for far too long. Also thinking too small about my value. Yeah. Um, how much I should be charging, not really recognizing how, how impactful what I bring to the table actually is, right? Um, small ideas like bigger. There's always bigger, 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 bigger. For example, like with this, Um, when we started in our partnership in 2020, hey, we always forget last year made our two-year partnership anniversary. Last Last month, rather. Last month month made our two-year partnership anniversary. We're going to celebrate in Vegas this week. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay, all right. But we've been brother and sister far longer than that. Far longer than that. Okay. Okay, so for example... When David presented the opportunity, like, hey, do this with me. I'm like, yeah, I didn't even know what a podcast was, right? Like, never saw one before. I was just being interviewed. And I told, I remember saying, I don't know if I, were, I really have the time. But I made the time to spend hours going live on Instagram mm-hmm. all the time. I'm going live on Instagram. I'm going live on Facebook. And I feel like I am serving my community. Thinking small. Mm-hmm. Then we come over to the podcast and we are serving at this point millions of people who actually tune in or share something goes viral, like thinking too small, thinking that I'm going to stay in this bubble and influence this Mm -hmm. people this way and not seeing the bigger vision, thinking too small, saying, well, I'm just going to put it out there and charge $197 when really what you have to offer is worth $1,197, right? What areas have you thought just like too small? And how is thinking too small impacted you? Oh, I thought six figures would change my life. And I go buy a Lambo and a mansion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really thought, I, I was like, yo, $100,000 a year? You can't tell me. No, teen. <laughs> it's late. I'm going to get the bins. Yes. Yeah, it's just, but that, that comes to you being in an environment where no one you know has made that. Yeah. So if you're in an environment where Everybody makes 60 and you make 100 or you make, you're making 40, everybody around you making 40. The big dream is 100 for all, for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember talking to uh, one of my guys and I thought he, were, he's, he became like more successful financially than he had. He just makes it look really, really good. But he started talking about this car. He's like, yo, this, this BMW, the, the doors go up. He's like, yo, I'm sh- once I get there, I'm up. That's that's what I'm going to buy. Mm-hmm. And now I look at the price of that particular car, and it's not it's not that much, mm-hmm. right? It's it's a it's like like the, the the pinnacle of success for this person was this car, where the car note would have been I don't know thirteen hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. But I'm in an environment where like, yo, that's the goal. Let's get a really really nice car. Now forget having a uh, 20 units of real estate. Mm-hmm. Forget having investments. Forget having equity, equitable partnerships. Forget all that. Car. This car. This though. car. 
Yeah. And that's that's exactly it. Like thinking, what is your income goal right now? Like a lot of people are like, I just want to make enough to match what I'm making on my job. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Like maybe that's a part of the milestone, but that's not what you just want to make. Mm-hmm. You might want to make six figures, but you're just trying to replace that $34,000 a year yeah. income. And it's okay to say, hey, I want to make six figures on my way there. When I hit this 34000 from my business consistently, that's going to determine when I leave my job. But we're not stopping there. That's nice. not the goal. That's my quit my job date or, or income, right? Or just even putting tangible things, thinking small as saying, I want the house and I want the car and I want this in my lifetime. Now I'm thinking about how my business is going to impact in ways that I will never get to experience personally myself. I'll be long gone. Yeah. So I'm thinking about five generations, you know, six, seven generations down, how can what I've built continue to grow? And so many of us are thinking so small and and figuring out what we can do for the right now. You're not thinking about the future. Like thinking small is making enough money for yourself and not planning for your children. I think there's nothing wrong with having small goals as long as you have a big vision. There's nothing wrong with saying, yo, I want to get to $600 a month in my business. Yep. There's nothing wrong with that. But you got to realize that like that is, that's just like one of the roadmaps on the way to getting to the actual goal. Like if you're going from Atlanta to, to, to New York, it's nothing wrong with celebrating when you get outside of Georgia. Mm-hmm. You drive up north like, yo, I can't wait to get there. Let's go. Let's hit. Yes. You see the sign, you're like, yo, we out of Georgia. We in South Carolina or wherever we're at. But just know we're still going to New York. I'm not mad at like I'm not mad at the small goals, but you gotta have a big vision because you know you'll realize the big vision will help you get to these small goals a lot faster. Mm-hmm. But if the small goal is the vision, it's gonna take forever to get there because mm-hmm. it's so big in your mind. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Goodness gracious! All right, I'll do my I'll do my if you because you came at me saying I ain't got enough. I, like I'm endless. I got I got, I got a endless. I've made endless mistakes. Okay, I mean because I got a number ten. Okay, I'll just, I'll tie my point into your 10, even if my point has nothing to do with your point. Just so we can keep it 10. 10's a good number. Number 10, and this is a big one. These were in no particular order, but this is a big one. Um, Number 10, I did not start investing in marketing soon enough. I was the organic marketing queen. Oh, y'all spending all this money on Facebook ads and Google ads and this, that, and the other. Oh, I've built my business <laughs> for free. <laughs> no marketing. And that's the truth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I literally built a seven-figure brand investing $0 in marketing, okay? Um, Marcus, Him500, made a post the other I day. I saw that too. You felt attacked? I felt attacked. <laughs> I, felt, I felt called out. I told him that. And I've always known this. So unfortunately, we can have, and I had early on the mindset of, well, if I'm making $5,000 a month and not putting out anything and investing, I'm doing good. Let me just keep doing more of this and let me figure out how to do more and more and more and more and more of this, right? And then you find yourself, you know, building a large business, not having leveraged any, any paid marketing per se. Now, for clarity, in the last, Three years of my business, I have desired to go into venture off into the paid marketing space. 
However, because of where we are right now and where Facebook is with all their changes, they have blocked me from being able to successfully do Facebook ads. We literally just got some Facebook ads launched two months ago and we're on baby steps, meaning you have to kind of be really, really careful when you've been banned from running ads before. And I was banned for no good reason. This was doing ele- during election year where they were just banning people for like keywords. So if you said you, I was a brand new account with a brand new Facebook profile because I had gotten hacked and I used words like um, make six figures. Mm. Let me show you how to make money. Let me do this, that, and the other. And to them, there were so many scams attached to that same language that it's like, who is this new profile popping up? Mm. Get out of here with that. And they banned, shut my account down. Mm. So now almost three years later, we're finally, I had to start over. Finally running ads, but I can't spend right now more than like $50 a day because I have to build my my trust up with Facebook so they trust me as an as a business. Had I started this process much sooner when people were saying you should get you should do some Facebook marketing. I'm laughing at them like why would I do that? Silly <laughs> dummy. I need that's a team I need. I, yeah. I don't want to if I had started that sooner, I probably could have established that reputation of trust with them before all of these changes started. And now that I really want to leverage marketing, right, it would be a, it would be easy. But also, if I was able to build a seven-figure brand without paid marketing, maybe I could have done $10 million yeah. with marketing, right? Mm-hmm. We got to start thinking along those lines. Now, how did I do that? Um, I have been very consistent on social media since 2008, right? I've been... Uh, expressing my voice, my thoughts and ideas and establishing myself as an authority since then. But then also, you know, as we've grown and we've transitioned to other social media platforms, then adding the podcast, the podcast um, took off bigger than we probably both expected that it was, right? Absolutely. And the podcast the social proof podcast is a lead magnet, right? It it's it's it brings new leads into my business. So I am not telling you to stay in a place where you are not investing in marketing because now I have this larger platform that is also organic, but it's bringing leads every single day. Now we're running running uh, ads, and now I need to hire more salespeople because it's just multiplied. It's basically tripled the amount of leads that I would generally wow. bring in, There's right, with, with the ads. And Lunch that's on, on you really today. Low, that's really on a really low budget. That's on a really low ad budget. Lunch is on you today. So I wish I would have invested in marketing. And, not just, and, and it's not just, I'm going to skip right over that. <laughs> it's not just in Facebook marketing, but really learning how to uh, do paid marketing with influencers rather than looking for, like, I think for a long time, maybe around 2015-ish, I was hoping to just attract an influencer that wanted to work with me that would talk about my brand. Like, just pay the people what they want. Pay for the post. Pay for the exposure. It will multiply the time frame, like, and, and the result. It will just take off to the next level while we're sitting around, like, okay, if I just do three posts a day, can you do it? Yes. And I also think that you should organically market your way to six figures. No brainer. Mm. That's what I believe. I mm. believe that because there's just other ways and more important places that you should be putting your money. And I'm going to get flack for that. But you can really, really leverage organic marketing. That doesn't mean don't do any marketing. Marketing is still a top priority. But I do believe until you hit six figures, you can organically market your way to it. Okay. Did it. 
and I did it to seven. Okay, but I'm not gonna require. I'm not gonna recommend that you try to do that. <laughs> I'm not gonna recommend that you try to do that. Um, but investing in marketing right away, just paying people like when you reach out to you know blog sites like um, the Hollywood Unlocked and the Shade Rooms. Um, and you sit and they tell you, oh, it's $6,000 to make one post. And you're like, $6,000? Yeah, but it also will bring you 3,000 new followers that will stick with you now and get to see what you're putting out there. And if you have a $1,000 offer, it just takes six people to buy in a year for you to make that investment back. Or when we tell you that it costs X amount of dollars, a couple thousand dollars to you know, grab an ad spot on the Social Proof podcast, a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, these episodes live forever. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think few, we are? Few, words like few, not couple. Yeah, few. Few, yeah. Few. Couples too. It's a hefty bag. <laughs> <laughs> and to your to your point, well, that's your point. So number 10. That was number 10. No, it's not. Number 10. That was number 10. It wasn't. Number 10. Number 11, you guys. Number, this is 10. This is the bonus. We're just looking for, I mean, for the video, it's got to be 10. Okay, but what you said was, your point that you had, you would tie into my 10th point. And okay. I think maybe you can't go there right now. Oh, so yeah, let me, okay, so let me tie into the 10th point. Mm-hmm. 10. <laughs> I would, uh, at least we got to wrap it up. But um, I would, I would definitely say being, I, w- I wish I was more money hungry. And I wish I was like more focused on making money because I thought that not making money was, honorable in some way or mm. what's the word I'm looking for? More um, noble. Noble. But I realize that's stupid. You can't help my body being able to make enough money to take care of you. Mm-mm. I was in a classroom. This felt so good. We was in LA two days ago, three days ago. And the young, we went to a school and the young lady, we go to this film class. So there's a few people in the class and I just asked the people, like, yo, have y'all created a film? I didn't expect anybody to say, yes, I created a film. But the young lady said, yes, I made one. It was like a stock motion situation. But she said, I got a script for another one. And obviously, I'm talking to her, doing my interview thing, kind of. And I'm just curious on, you know, why she didn't do the script. She said, well, I had some friends. I wrote this whole script out. And they were supposed to shoot one day. And they just can't. They, they, they didn't come. And, like, I'm falling out with these friends. I'm like, yo, let's get them together. Shoot again. She's like, well, we're not cool no more. Because I felt like they should have supported me. And um, long story short, she's telling me the vision, the concept. And I'm like, all right, let's shoot it. I'll fund it. We'll get the cameras. Like, pay some of your friends to be in the movies. To move. Like, you'll pay your friends $50. They're not doing nothing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're 11th graders. <laughs> I know... For me to be in a movie, one, I do it for free just to be in a movie. But two, I'm going to get paid. I'm a paid actor. And we're in L.A. So, like, I'm sure a lot of them want to be actors. Sad credits right now. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> First 50 bucks. So, I tell her, I'll fund it. I'll be the executive producer. Now, I wasn't thinking, I don't know how much it's going to cost. But it really didn't matter because I know I have enough to plant a seed in somebody that I otherwise, when I was working at the Cheesecake Factory or if I was just even like in my t-shirt brand, I couldn't afford to like, to just commit that way, right? It might be, it might be $4,000. I don't know. She might have to rent cameras and hire a real videographer. It might be $10,000. I don't know. But that's not what I'm concerned about. Hey, y'all, I ain't gonna lie, man. They sent me this Yuffie Lock 
Think about being on the couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school, and they need you to get off the couch to open the door. Well, you don't have to do it anymore with this Eufy lock. You can open, unlock, see who's at the door all on your phone. It's super easy to install. You can set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It's keyless entry. So it's no more fumbling for your keys when your hands are full coming from the grocery store. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Listen, you put your fingerprint on there, you don't have, even if you got you got your bags, you put one finger out there, boop, you get to unlock your door that way. No battery anxiety. You don't have to worry about the battery dying. Quick charging, it's incredible. Also, passcode unlocking and remote control with a 2K clear sight camera so you can see who's at the front door. You're in control anywhere from the app. Enhanced night vision, it's absolutely incredible. No monthly fee either. So unlike other brands that charge a monthly fee, you have you have uh, recordings locally, and you don't have to pay for the storage. Customer support is on 10. Listen, Eufy is on standby for you 24-7, so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by our professional customer service team. Listen, you can contact them anytime, telephone, email, or live chat, okay? Listen, you need this Eufy lock. You need to look it up. All you have to do is go to the official website, Eufy, E-U-F-Y.com. I just ordered mine, okay? I love this product. It is incredible. It's a game changer. It makes life so much easier, right? So if you have a video doorbell already or any smart lock, it's it's, it's, it's time to replace it. It's time to replace it. So listen, search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock. Search Eufy, video lock. That's E U. FY video lock or visit ufeofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Okay? You can get a complete control of your front door, your life, back door, incredible. Okay? So search Ufy, E U F Y video lock or visit ufeofficial.com forward slash video lock. The fact that I've gone out and become um, I've, I've been focused on driving income. I can help her. Mm-hmm. So earlier on, I would have been more focused on money and not creating the narrative in my own head that being driven by making income is a bad thing. Because now I, I'm really proud of the fact that I get to contribute to like 13 people's household mm-hmm. today. That, that makes me feel good. Right. And I was I was telling people, yo, I want to I want to pay somebody a million dollars. How do we how do we create some value? And I'm telling my squad like, yo, create some value where like we can make an extra five million dollars. Can we make extra five, ten million dollars off of something you created? I wouldn't pay you a million for that. Of course I would. I would love to do that. Right. So, yeah. So I love that was number 10. That was good. You guys got any questions? Well, we got it. We got a wrap. We got a wrap. Yeah. Um, It should be. Um, well, let's, well, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. One question. If you guys got a question. No. Right. No. Well, great. No questions. All right. Well, uh, that concludes this episode. This is, uh, it was, I guess this wasn't that good of an episode. Jesus. Nobody's got questions. Unless no questions. we were, unless we were just super thorough. We were so dynamic today. Die. We were so dynamic. It is my hope though, that, um, you guys, 
see that the mistakes are normal, mm-hmm. right? Mistakes are normal. And you should be looking forward to making these mistakes because the faster, the faster you move through a mistake, the faster you will get to the lesson. And that's so important because if you're trying to do everything perfectly, you're avoiding mistakes, meaning you're not really learning anything valuable in the process. And if you can make a mistake, like you know how to never do this again, but you'll usually uncover something that will take your business to an even further level than you imagined it would. And get this, the mistakes are typically not so bad. Like things that happen, I have seen companies be like slandered through the mud, mm-hmm. bad customer service, hiring practices, all kinds of things. And these things are very temporary. So understand that making mistakes is a part of the journey and you will, you will. The only way that you won't recover is if you stop, yeah, is if you quit. 100%. But as long as you keep going and move through the mistakes, you will absolutely recover every single, every single time. Dang, that was good. Can't um, clip that. that. Just make sure we get that one. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, this episode, one, subscribe to the podcast. Are you subscribed to the podcast on your podcast app? What you got iPhone? Let me see. Come on. Come on. Let me see. Let me see. Are you subscribed to the podcast on your phone? You gonna double check? <laughs> All right, let me see. Oh yes, yeah, there you go. sir. Okay. All right, come on. Let me see. Let me see. All right. Like I need this. Are you subscribed to the podcast? Reese. Check his check phone. Check his phone real quick, man. Check his podcast. In the in the podcast app, okay. This is how you can truly if you get value from anything we do. This is how you can truly support us. Just subscribe. Just like when you go to your podcast app, wherever you listen to podcasts, you go to it, you'll see a little follow button. Just follow it on the app. He's, he's subscribed? He is now. Let me see that. You know how I know? Angels. Okay. You know how I know? This, why you still got the old? They got the old version. The old. Uh, let me see, man. Let me see what's what going on. What phone is that? Eight? iPhone 8? This is. <laughs> okay. Oh, so there I go. You must have just did that, brother. He did. All right, that's cool. Yeah. I must have. He just did that. Um, but yes, so please subscribe if you really, really are into it, right? Scroll all the way down. Grab your phone. Scroll all the way down and hit that little five-star button. You know what I mean? That shows us more love than you can even imagine. And listen, I'm not even going to go this far with support and ask you to leave a review, okay? Because that... That's too much. I, yeah, that, that's way too much. But just... Follow five stars. You can't ask people who enjoy the value that you put out actually get something from the value that you put out and say that they're a subscriber and a fan to leave a review. Too much of a burden. You can't ask people to do that. Too much of a burden. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, man. Why don't you all send me a text message, man? 404-737-4935. And you you may be considered to join the most impactful entrepreneurial community in the whole entire world. Did you know that me, Donnie, a bunch of the successful friends, people that have been on the uh, Social Group Podcast are all willing to pour into beginning stage entrepreneurs. Anybody's making under $250,000. If you are an entrepreneur making less than a quarter million dollars a year, you need to be in the community. That's probably the only thing you're missing. If you got to 250, then you have a skill set. You just need to put some gasoline on it. You get in the community, oh my gosh, you start blowing past that. But if you're making $5,000 a month, if you're making $200 a month, if you haven't started your business yet, this community is for you. Go to themorningmeetup.com and be a part of the number one community. Did you know the people that are here today in studio audience, it, whenever you're in town, if you're Atlanta, if if you're in Atlanta, you have access to just come to these live recordings, ask Q and A. So it's a no brainer. 
beautiful book club. You'll join our book club and start reading with us. TheMorningMeetup.com. Also, you can download the app, The Morning Meetup, on your smartphone. I love it. I love how you clarified that $250,000 or less. Like, I like how... You're, oh, we you're, you're condensing the messaging and calling the target audience out. I 100%. love it. I think you guys, if you want to learn how to get clear in your messaging, just like he is, mm. I think you guys should send me a text. 404-737-2767. I help entrepreneurs start, grow, and scale their businesses. So what does that mean, Donnie? That means that you can be uh, someone who wants to start a business. You're not quite sure what direction you need to go in. I have options for you. That means that maybe you're an entrepreneur who's already started and you're right at that six-figure mark. You don't know how to take it any further than that. I have options for you. Or you could be a super high-level entrepreneur. You're already making the big big bucks. Come on, watch your mouth. You're, <laughs> you're doing 250, 500,000, even seven figures in revenues annually. I have options available for you. You need to know how to get started 404 737 2767, or you can check my links out www.sixfigureedu.com forward slash links. That's the word six figureedu.com forward slash links. There it is. Listen, we can't close it out no better than that. We appreciate you guys subscribing and following on all platforms. Go out there and be great. Do yourself a favor. Do us a favor. We like to hear your review on this episode. Like, go live and tag us or make your own YouTube video and breaking down the things that you learned from this, this episode. Like, what which ones did, which ones are you going through right now? Which ones is this helping you for? And, and add on to our list. Just add on, try, make your own video and say, yo, David and Donnie, they went through 10.10 things. Mistakes. Mistakes. And then, yo, but, yo, they missed like three of them. They missed like four of them. You might have your own list. So um, we'd love to see us tag us and all that, man. We appreciate y'all's support. All right, and we are out of here. Bye, guys. Peace. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.